Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. Few people seen on the streets in Italy's financial capital following measures imposed to contain COVID-19. The country going all out in its fight against the virus as cases continue to spike. The rising infections around the world also forcing more analysts to downgrade their global growth forecasts. Ron Cruz tells us more. Another warning of dimmer global economic growth with a COVID-19 outbreak not showing any signs of slowing down. Global research firm Oxford Economics slashed its global growth forecast to 2% for 2020, a slowdown from the 2.6% growth recorded in 2016. If we saw the rate of infections continuing to increase right into April and beyond, then we would probably be looking to revise our GDP growth down quite a bit further. China, where the outbreak emerged late last year, is seen to be slowly getting back on its feet. But Oxford Economics says it won't be enough to temper the already massive and still growing negative impact of the health crisis. For the first time since the outbreak, Chinese President Xi Jinping has visited Wuhan City. China's COVID-19 death toll reached 3,136 Tuesday. Infections also rose to almost 81,000. But for a third day, there have been no locally transmitted cases outside Hubei, where Wuhan is located. Elsewhere, Italy, the epicenter of Europe's COVID-19 epidemic, is now on nationwide lockdown. Public gatherings have been banned. All sporting events have been suspended. Italy is over 9,000 confirmed infections and 463 deaths. The U.S. meanwhile eyes implementing measures aimed at safeguarding America's economy from the outbreak. They'll be very major, uh, including obviously uh, the payroll tax cut. As global infections reach over 110,000, the World Health Organization says COVID-19 is inching closer to a pandemic. But it would be the first pandemic in history that could be controlled. The bottom line is we're not at the mercy of the virus. On Tuesday, Mongolia and Panama joined the list of countries with COVID-19 infections. Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News. Global oil prices jumped 10% a day after the biggest rout in nearly 30 years. This as investors eye the possibility of economic stimulus. Brent crude futures and West Texas Intermediate both up around 10% each. Both benchmarks plunged nearly 30%, their lowest level since February 2016, recording their biggest one-day percentage decline since January 1991, when oil prices fell at the outset of the first Gulf War. A fallout between oil producers Saudi Arabia and Russia triggered a price war for market share. Russia says talks with OPEC remain possible, adding that the next OPEC Plus meeting was planned for May to June. But Saudi Arabia did not see the need to hold the meeting if there was no agreement on what measures should be taken to deal with the COVID-19 impact on oil demand and prices. Tom Rogers of Oxford Economics says a price war between Saudi Arabia and Russia will benefit net oil importers like the Philippines. But it may not last long due to disruptions caused by COVID-19. 
the price war uh, between Saudi Arabia and uh, and Russia on crude oil is clearly positive. You know, they're competing for uh, the market share to supply big Asian economies with with oil, and and that can only be a positive in terms of you know lowering prices of energy for uh, consumers in China, energy users in China, the industry, um, providing some support to growth. Um, but that 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 positive will probably be drowned out in the short term by uh, the impact of supply chains freezing up. The oil price fall will be positive. Uh, from a longer-term perspective, but it isn't really going to do much for the for the immediate shock to growth that, that that Asian economies will be feeling. Here at home, Philippine shares also staged a recovery from Monday's severe rout. But as Rain Muski tells us, the Philippine Stock Exchange is already reviewing mechanisms in case of another steep drop. Philippine shares chimed in on the regional uptrend, snapping three days of losses, even as more COVID-19 cases emerged in the country. The PSEI higher by less than a tenth of a percent to 63.18. First Metro Securities' Robbie Samson says, while some people want to catch bargains as prices fall, it may not be a good time to buy in just yet, as investors haven't seen how low it goes. Uh, the bleeding, unfortunately, is likely to continue. So we're probably going to track U.S. markets again uh, from what happened last night. So I think revisiting the 6,200, 6,100 level is definitely in play for today. It's definitely not yet the bottom. So bottom pickers should still be cautious about entering prematurely in this kind of market. Ed Francisco of BDO Capital sees policy easing by the Philippine Central Bank possibly helping consumers cope with the epidemic. Even if they reduce rates further, it will help. You know, but uh, it's really it's re reducing rates uh, and even the lower oil prices should really be benefit the consumers, right? And our electricity and reduce inflation. But then if they really people are really scared, they really won't still spend. And the key really in the Philippines is consumer spending. We should not be as scared. I guess we're still in a better position relative to other countries. So with faith, with prayer and with the DOH acting, and uh, I think we will survive this. Amid the steep drops at the Philippine Stock Exchange, President and Chief Executive Ramon Monzon says they are reviewing the circuit break mechanism where trading pauses for 10 minutes when the main index sees losses reaching 10 percent. That circuit breaker was set sometime in 2004, 2005. Uh, and it was, I think it was triggered during the 2007-2008. So I said, maybe we should review it, you know, if we should uh, bring down the circuit breaker to something lower than 10%. Mm, New, New York's got 7%, other exchanges have 5%. But in the event of a lockdown because of the outbreak, contingency measures are in place and trading at the PSE continues. Meanwhile, to avoid the spread of the virus at public gatherings, the exchange encourages listed firms to hold virtual annual stockholders meetings for now. Rain Musmi, ABS-CBN News. The Philippine Health Department announces nine more COVID-19 cases, raising the country's total to 33. But as Dino Ponte Oring tells us, the peso still managed to stay firm despite the outbreak. The Philippine peso stands its ground, defying a tailspin in global equities amid the COVID-19 outbreak. The local currency closed at 50 pesos and 50 centavos to the dollar Tuesday. 
Analysts attribute the peso's strength to cheaper oil imports, and as investors seek safer and higher yield assets during the ongoing health crisis. The peso is showing that there's indeed still some trust left uh, in the strength of our local economy. Equities are definitely classified as the riskier asset, and so investors are more willing to sell them down than, than the currency. The peso's performance also comes even as novel coronavirus cases continue to rise in the country. The Philippine Health Department has confirmed nine new COVID-19 infections, raising the total to 33. Patients 21 to 24 are currently in stable condition. Patients 25 to 26 are asymptomatic. And statuses of patients 27 to 33 are for verification. The EB of the DOH is conducting comprehensive contact tracing activities for all cases. DOH is also in cl close coordination with local government units and Center for Health Development for the implementation of infection prevention and control measures at the local level. The Philippines Economic Agency says some employers have slashed work hours to avoid layoffs and offset losses due to the outbreak. Due to COVID, uh, wala pa kami nakikita na massive. No? Kasi so far, ang ginagawa is reduced uh, work. Mm -hmm. uh, yun muna ang ginagawa ngayon. Uh, so, kasi ka, ang, ang, ang perception is that uh, ang prospect is just, this is a temporary disruption. As for the transport department, it has deferred some fees for local airlines, like payments for takeoff, landing, and parking. This as domestic carriers face billions of pesos in losses after the epidemic prompted travel restrictions. Classes in Metro Manila have already been suspended until Saturday. Students are barred from going to malls and other crowded places as well. Philippine lawmakers have also approved a 1.6 billion peso supplemental budget for the health department's COVID-19 response. Dino Ponte Rig, ABS-CBN News. The Philippines' biggest food and beverage company lists 15 billion pesos or nearly $300 million in fixed-rate bonds at the local debt market, bucking lingering concerns over the spread of COVID-19. More from Bruce Rodriguez. Financial markets around the world have been in turmoil as investors fear the economic fallout from COVID-19. But the Philippines' biggest food and beverage company is bucking concerns as it lists 15 billion pesos or nearly $300 million in fixed-rate bonds at the local market. San Miguel Food and Beverage also expressing confidence its operations won't be disrupted by the health threat. We're still very positive about our, our prospects. Uh, the Filipino consumer is still very healthy. Uh, we have some noise now in terms of the virus and uh, some noise in terms of the market. Despite its optimism, the company is still looking at precautionary measures to protect its operations from any disruptions. I think we're studying it very carefully, no? so we'll, we'll take any uh, other uh, procedures and steps that's required for us to not have any disruption in our operations. No? SMFB's bond listing is already the 10th listing for the Philippine Dealing Exchange this year, pushing the total for 2020 to over 93 billion pesos or nearly $2 billion. In 2019, PDEX had a record high in terms of bond listings with over 375 billion pesos or nearly $7.5 billion in total value. 
Direct Market Operators President Antonino Nakpil says the pipeline for bond listing is still looking robust this year despite the COVID-19 threat. We tend to be contracyclical. There's support by regulatory authorities globally uh, to support their economies. Then your interest rate levels will be at the low end again, so it's an opportune time for uh, people coming into the debt, debt markets. Just on Monday, the Philippines' Treasury Bureau fully awarded this week's offering of 20 billion pesos or $4 billion in T-bills amid consistently strong demand. Bruce Rodriguez, ABS-CBN News. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.